Welcome to My Fertility Journey, Life Chats with Bianca Bullissian. Fertility Journey podcast. Welcome back. If you are a regular, thanks for coming back. And if this is your first time, thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always go back to season one, episode zero, to know a little bit more about my story. And season two trailer to get to know a bit about what's more current and what's been happening right now. Today's live chat is with Jess and Karis, a same-sex couple from the UK. Jess is a lab technician for a water treatment company and Karis is a university student studying mathematics at the University of Liverpool. So yes, they are both 22 years old, young and very mature about what they want for their family. They were just um, a joy, so much fun to talk to. They began their journey in 2020 and now in 2021 they're undergoing egg retrieval and then a frozen transfer to try for their first baby. It was very interesting to get the perspective of a gay couple navigating the fertility treatment system. So there was a lot that they talked about that I didn't know. And it's a different perspective, different emotions, different hurdles that they need to go through. I hope you enjoyed this fun chat with these lovely ladies and I'll see you on the other side. Hello, Jess and Karis. Welcome to the show. And I'm so, so happy and excited to have you guys here. It's the first time that I have a double guest episode. So (laughs) you guys are a first. (laughs) Hi. Um, So we're going to start this conversation with going back a little bit and sharing a bit how fertility was introduced to you guys as a concept and sort of how, you know, getting pregnant or not, and how all those concepts was in, were introduced to you guys? Um, I think sort of the same as most people. Uh, it was sort of introduced, like, in school. Um, but it was very much the, you have sex, that makes a baby. You know, even if you take precautions, there's going to be a baby. Mm-hmm. And it was very much a, don't have sex or there will be a baby. Um, so, so my first sort of conception of fertility was that all women were extremely fertile regardless of their bodies and I think more as I got older I learned about the factors of infertility uh, just because my mom um, had had a miscarriage and some of her friends had and some family members had so at some point I must have just asked the question like oh what's that and and she will have she will have told me um, but I can't sort of pinpoint any sort of specific time I learned about that um but you had less explained to you yeah I think for, for me I went to a, a very religious school so we were literally told the bare minimum that would get us through an exam basically so it was a man and a woman do something and there's a baby at the end of it and it we wouldn't it was never really explored any further than that we we sort of focused more on this the science of it and how it works inside your body and less of 
actually the sex side of it and what actually happens that's so in not the human actual part of it yeah it's like they really sort of separated it down like they took away the man and the woman and just looked at the cells and the eggs and the sperm and it's like the people weren't really involved okay so then I sort of I'd, I'd known of family and friends who'd had fertility issues and obviously that it wasn't it wasn't actually that easy to have a baby but again I don't think it was ever really explained that it's it's not that easy always it's not just you look at a man and oh there's a baby you're pregnant yes yeah because because yeah that's what we are learned most learn most of the time and it's just definitely not true it's um in a way i'm sorry i'm curious that of course you had your mom had that experience and and people close to you with with losses it's so sad but in a way it's also like it brings information that a lot of us don't don't get early on and have no clue until something happens right and then we feel like so broken and alone and like I'm on the the only one that can't do this because of course it's super easy and we see like people popping up pregnant left and right right? (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah. it's yeah so that's it's in a way the more experience and the more talks we have with with families so it's it's nice in a way that your mom shared that right with you as well because it's it's nice to get I don't think it's ever like too early right to learn the details of of fertility as any sort of little human that we are it doesn't (laughs) matter if you're a girl a boy whatever right so um would you guys mind sharing a little bit about how you guys met yeah so um we met in college uh we actually it was before coronavirus but we still sat two meters apart because we didn't want to talk to each other (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we, we met when we were 17 and didn't speak for about six months yeah, it was about six months. And then all of a sudden just decided it'd be really cool if we got together, wouldn't it? Yeah, we, I don't <laughs> think we were friends beforehand. No. It just went from friends to being in a relationship. And then we realised, actually, I think we're friends now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so. think that's what happens, I think, when you're younger too. I think when you're older, you get to like know the person. I don't know. Uh, I've been with my husband too since I was 17. I was 17. He was just before turning 17. So he was 16 even. And yeah, we just started dating and then we became friends and then we got to know each other (laughs) through dating right so I think it's different um like that it's um it's fun in a way though to to get to know the person yeah as you're dating it's it's easier to to do it when you're younger because I'd hate it like the thought of having to date someone now like going on tinder like going on tinder or introducing yourself to someone going on a blind like that thought terrifies me so yeah. I'm glad we had it so easy that we could just be like, we're together, we're done. Yeah, oh, I think that's so good. <laughs> done, done with that part. Yes, let's move on from there. Yeah. So um, so then, right, so you guys, like, just so lucky you found each other and, like, you guys are a great couple. And when did you start talking about, like, how you you guys would build a family? And because you're still so young, right? You guys are both the same age, right? Because you were on the yeah. same year of college and stuff so yeah how did that come about was it something that clicked right away 
day and you started com- uh, talking or did it take some time? When you started work? Yeah, I think it's when I got a job when I was just turning 19, I sort of started taking my life a bit more seriously. And I had, obviously all my friends were in their like early to mid twenties. They were buying houses and thinking of settling down and having kids. And I think it wasn't really a conversation we sat down and had, was it? It was, no. we just sort of both knew that we were on the same level because, you know, we knew that we were going to get married one day. Yeah, it was sort of it was sort of agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, just seeing everyone else go go on with their lives and get to like the family stages, we were sort of like, yeah, we should probably start thinking about that because it's it's gonna be more complicated for us. Yes. It's not gonna be as straightforward. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. We just sort of accepted that we both wanted kids at some point, so let's Let's just see where it fits in. Yeah. And start doing research about how we could actually yeah. do it. The research. Yeah. Yes. A lot of research. Yes, because what you both learned in school wasn't enough, definitely. <laughs> it barely touched on straight couples. So to do it as a gay couple was just something we had to learn on our own, really, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there are there's just so many options, right? And yeah. again, whether whether you're um, a gay couple or a straight couple, there are just so many options, right? As a straight couple, if you're having trouble, and it's not happening the way we learned in school years ago. Yeah, it's so many avenues. So there's a lot of research to happen. Yeah. So these friends and, and couples that were around you guys, were they straight couples, gay couples, a mix? Like, did you guys have people around you that were building families that were in the same situation as you no I think we're the first aren't we yeah I think uh, the only people yeah (laughs) the only people I know of is um when I was a lot younger uh, my mom had um some friends they had a son together but I never really asked many questions about them obviously it it was quite a long time ago I didn't know it'd be relevant in my future but, (laughs) but um yeah so I don't think we didn't actually know anybody at the time no. even looking at IVF or having any issues then no I think we're definitely the first out of like family and friends that are, are doing a sort of non-conventional way of getting pregnant we're not the last though we won't be the last <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've, I've got younger sisters who are all um decided to follow me and be gay too <laughs> <laughs> they, they, a couple of them have said like they're really glad that we're doing it first so that when yeah. they do it they, they can just come to us and ask us how we did it <laughs> that is perfect yeah you guys are leading the way so tell me a bit about um, the research then so you guys started looking at different options first of all what were the options did you were you guys set at having um, biological children um, what were the avenues that you were willing to take um, so uh, sort of in the beginning, we were looking at uh, mainly first the legal side of it because we wanted to make sure that both of us were classed as legal guardians and in the UK that as long as you go through a fertility clinic or if you're married, then I can be classed as the the second legal parent, even though Jess would carry like her own biological child um but we weren't sure if 
before we did our research if we weren't married that that was still the case I mean luckily for us it is the case but I know even in uh even in Ireland they they struggle a lot more with being able to be named as a second parent um so we did quite, get quite lucky with that but that was the first thing we sort of looked at and then we sort of moved on to looking at okay so what what can we do um and you know we sort of because of the having to use a clinic we ruled out any sort of home insemination or things like that and so it definitely was more clinic based which does sort of increase the price a bit um and then the, the main two between it was between the IUI and the IVF and I think at first we were sort of looking towards the IUI because it was cheaper it it was less invasive on the body um but then uh, I'll let Jess tell you what what we sort of have decided to do yeah so we sort of stumbled upon like the idea of egg donation and sharing my eggs with you know women who can't have biological children of their own people who can't you know produce eggs and stuff mm-hmm. um and I, I don't know just as soon as I read about it I just it just felt right it felt like that's what I should be doing because obviously I'm quite lucky that I as far as we know touch wood don't have fertility issues yeah and it's been there everything's been pretty good clear so far up to now so I just thought if you know I've got all these extra eggs I'm not going to use them someone else might as well use them but I think the only sort of possible downside to that would be that it it has to be IVF which is a lot more invasive it's a lot more stress on the body but I think it you know giving a little bit back it's it's I don't know it's nice it's nice thinking that you could help someone else complete their family so even though it's it's a bit more hassle for us now I I just think it's going to be worth it in the long run so we sort of decided on that didn't we and then yeah that's that's beautiful I have goosebumps because um I have my diagnosis in the beginning also you know the doctor the first doctor I had didn't do all the tests so they're like everything's normal and then I and then she left I got a second doctor that did the AMH test and that was super low so I don't have a lot of eggs and um the first IVF I did didn't work so I took a break a long break, like three years to do the IVF again. So I had no idea how many eggs I would even have because the first round I had just three and none worked. So then going back, the I wanted to know everything about donor eggs because I just wanted to have the big picture and all the options before we went in, not to be like super disappointed with our own round of IVF and then having to ask about egg donors and whatnot, right? So because I had that on my plan, well, at that point, I don't know, plan C, D, (laughs) (laughs) but it was like just so emotional, you know, to see a friend of mine that went down that um, route eventually. She gave me a website with her password. You're not really, they don't recommend you do that. But <laughs> I like scrolled through, you know, the the people that were there that were willing to donate eggs. And it's just so emotional that people just do that. Just like you're describing, you know, they just feel like it's the right thing. Yeah. And and they just want to, to help for whatever reason. And since, like you said, since you're doing it the majority of donor um, uh, egg donors 
don't are not doing what you're doing right they just do it for that but since you are doing it like why not have the possibility of of helping someone so thanks for sharing that like it's so vulnerable and so beautiful so good for you for doing that <laughs> yeah absolutely and you're right it's not an easy financially it's not easy on your body it's not easy but i think in the end of the day um it's worth it and then you're helping your grow your family and hopefully someone else's too so yeah, yeah it's so, I think so if, exciting if we can help just one other family mm-hmm. have their child then I've, I've done something I've given back to someone I've done something good yeah. and I think that's all you can ask for so are you worried about doing something good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to do a good deed <laughs> just, exactly yeah and you'll have your a story for your little one too yeah of what, of what you did. Yeah. Cause again, leading from uh, example, right. So, um, okay. So it was pretty, it looks like it was pretty transparent, right. That what you guys decided and then, um, Jess, you would do the IVF round and we'll get to know soon what you guys are actually doing now, yeah. but, um, and then you would get, you'll get a sperm donor. Yeah. And then you're going to um, carry yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. So Is Kara's going to do the injections <laughs> on yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get me doing something. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be awful at injecting myself. So you're going to have to do it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I, I bought some um, little elephant ice packs last night on Amazon for you. So. Well, that makes you feel better. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. Yes. Baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. You have to have a task book, you know, each person yeah. needs to have their own tasks and I'll just lie there and you can stab me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Karis. I'm sorry. I put you on the spot right there, <laughs> but I think we have decided this. I think we have decided now who's doing what. <laughs> you can't back can... out now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's recorded. So, <laughs> So um, share with us a bit about like, how was it um, at the clinic, going to the clinic, choosing a clinic even, did you guys feel like there was an, an issue, like being a um, same-sex couple, um, was there any, where, where you guys live is so different, right, every, every culture. Also, um, you can share exactly which area of the UK you guys are at. Yeah, so we're in the northwest of the UK. We're in the Wirral, we're on the Wirral. We say on. I don't know why. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we live on the Wirral, which is just across the water from Liverpool, which is probably the area that most people would, would know that's close by. And um, initially, I was very picky about which <laughs> clinic yeah. we wanted. So I phoned, and if they took too long to answer that marked them down a few points if they didn't sound polite or enthusiastic on the phone because sometimes you can just you can have people who just don't seem like they want to talk to you and I didn't want to have to phone and and get bad news from someone that just might might seem a little bit off that day you know and not saying people can't have an off day but you want to be able to feel like you you're involved in something and like that they feel I don't know just like just like comforting yeah yeah. like they they give off like the right sort of vibe um 
so I did a lot of phoning about uh, ranking them on all sorts of different she things. literally had a list of like <laughs> how did they sound on the phone how long did it take and she'd mark them out of 10 yeah how long did they take on for the phone and I'd come home from work and she'd be like right I phoned these today and they did awful <laughs> they did not score well <laughs> yeah. they did not score well I love that <laughs> so there was one issue that actually there were a couple of clinics that are in our local area that don't have a license for same-sex fertility treatment. So I think out of about 10 I contacted, there was two or three that just said, yeah, at the minute, we, we don't have a license for that and we can't. We're looking at it, but uh, we don't know how long it'll be. So, I mean, th- there was still seven other options, but they could have been, you know, amazing clinics for their treatment. And that's just something that that we wouldn't know. Um, so I'd, I'd say that was a bit disappointing, but but you can't you can't have everything. You can't have them all. <laughs> yeah, you can't have all ten, unfortunately. <laughs> it seems. Well, maybe maybe you know if they say they're they're on their way to do it, that's a good sign at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up picking one in Manchester, which is about what? How long to take us an hour? Yeah, about it's, an hour's it's drive. Outside. It's okay. Create Fertility in Manchester. Oh, and, um, that's the name of my clinic here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fertility Center. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So it's, it's probably a bit further afield than like, it's a pain going all that way for like a blood test that takes like two minutes. But I definitely think we've made the right decision because even up to this point, they've been so supportive and. Yeah, I think they've, they've sort of had a policy during obviously all COVID and everything saying if it's avoidable come by yourself but uh, I actually have autism and find being being isolated and left out of things quite I'd say distressing and you know I feel like to to feel involved in something I have to be there and they've been so accommodating making sure that that I am involved and and it hasn't actually been any trouble for me to just be there and you know even if it's just outside the room and things like that yeah so they've been really accommodating with that and that's sort of made things a bit easier yeah 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 oh that's nice yeah because it's so it's so different and harder now during the pandemic which is your only experience right so you've had to navigate that the the whole time but it is it was definitely much simpler before mind you the waiting time that you're sitting together is probably much longer than the time that Jess is in there by herself right yeah so that's the important part is just being able to be together in the waiting room yeah I get about two minutes peace while I'm getting my blood taken (laughs) and then I come back out yes so Um, what do seven billion questions about three tell me exactly what happened (laughs) yes that's perfect yeah are you keeping are you keeping notes (laughs) Jess the whole time like right she's gonna ask me about this (laughs) yes that's great good well you guys divided the task very well it seems from your personality (laughs) and the way that your that your brain works it's perfect um so where are you guys now so you started then the the IVF and just like you shared everything so far so knock on wood it stays that way everything is going really well so what has happened and where you guys are now um so we're well fingers crossed supposed to be starting our first cycle later on this month 
So towards the end of this month, we should be... It's about two weeks. Yeah. So that we're looking before I start getting to stab you. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, because um, obviously we, well, we bought, we used a sperm donor at first and it was a lot of faff, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, we had a bit of trouble with, he was a genetic carrier for a disorder mm. and our clinic weren't allowed to accept him unless I'd been tested for the same genetic disorder to make sure that I wasn't also a carrier, which was going to cost us upwards of a thousand pounds, which wow. on top of everything else was just too much. And an extra six to eight weeks waiting yeah. time as well. To get so, the results. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So and then if they came back as she is a carrier, we'd only have to do the same yeah. with someone else okay so, so we had to cancel that didn't we yeah and choose a different sperm donor which was hard because you know we thought this was the one this was the guy yeah. and I think it turns out we we probably have picked better now this time yeah and we both feel a lot happier with it but just getting that like you it's gonna you're gonna have to postpone another month it's just yeah. so heartbreaking even though it's it's so silly because it's only a month but it like it breaks your heart a little bit because you're like, I could be pregnant by now, but I'm not. I've got to wait again. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, get used to it. This <laughs> journey yeah. is like, it's just a waiting. It shouldn't be called a journey. It should just be called the waiting room or something. <laughs> yeah. The fertility waiting room is what this is. It's every phase is just waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah. yeah. But that that you mentioned the, the sperm donor. So that's perfect to segue if you don't mind like sharing how you chose so was that sperm someone that you guys knew or was it from an agency how is it exactly working there yeah um, <laughs> it was it was through a like a like a sperm bank wasn't it yeah, it's with london sperm bank that yeah we've eventually gone with not that we didn't have offers from people we knew who we were like you can use my sperm like that's great. No, thank you. <laughs> We've had some very crude offers, I would say. We have. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we ended up going with London Sperm Bank. And I think we spent, I don't know how long we spent trawling through different profiles, looking at family history and every single thing that could go wrong with this person. Yeah, we, we, were we, really focused on, we focused on everything that could be wrong rather yeah. than what was right. So I think that's why it took us so long to pick. And in our mind, that we didn't take into consideration that it'd be half Jess as well. We were just like, this is exactly what our, what our child would be like. <laughs> Forgetting that it's, it's only half. Yeah. <laughs> that is really funny, actually. Yeah, but I think when you're choosing someone you don't know, that's like your main focus, right? Was yeah. there anything that you guys were looking for? specifically uh really pale <laughs> we really basically pale, wanted it? just generic yeah to give it so to give our child the best chance of looking more like me yeah not to sound really vain <laughs> but just like as as bland of a person as possible <laughs> yeah like <laughs> okay. brown hair brown eyes generic face just so that yeah. the child could look more like me. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds I think that really makes total sense. No, it makes total <laughs> sense. Yeah. 
I think we we read a lot of the the pen sketches to get sort of a, a grasp of their personality and they had to be you know a little bit funny have a little bit of humor mm-hmm. um we love a bit of banter so we didn't want yeah. anyone too dry and serious yeah. yeah I mean that makes us really picky if the it only does. thing we want about a child is one that's going to be funny yeah that's all I ask <laughs> So we chose your um, father to be bland yet funny. <laughs> that's all we need. I think that's good. We will not share who this person is. <laughs> I feel really bad for him now. <laughs> he will never know. Um, perfect. So, um, so that's um, exciting. So I'm excited for you guys. So in about two weeks, and Karis was the one that said it's about two weeks. So I'm sure you guys are like, know your cycles, your periods, each other's yeah. periods very well at this point. Karis probably knows my periods better than I do. Yeah. I just keep track of everything. Like if I'm a bit moody one day, she's like, you're due on tomorrow. Mm. Like, How do you know that? <laughs> I don't even know that. Yes. <laughs> when you're inside the craziness, you don't know. That's why it's the same here with my husband. Yeah. My husband's like, oh, next week it's coming. Right. I'm like, like Maybe that. that's why I'm swearing so much. Um, so let's go into the, the social media side of things. Right. Because that's where I yeah. found you guys. It's a fairly new account, right? Because you started your journey fairly recently. Um, can you share a bit how you decided? Like it's a joint account where you're sharing your yeah. journey. Both of you are there together, which is a, a bit different sometimes with, um, I find the majority of the account is the, the woman. It's a, a, a straight couple or whatnot. The woman yeah. is usually shares. And then there's some sprinkle there of some uh, male fertility accounts as well, which is, um, which is cool to see. But you guys as a couple, so obviously you had to decide together, right? That you were going to share your journey. Yeah. How much, I think I'm going to backtrack my question um, just to have a, a bit of an idea. How much were you sharing with like your friends and family before was it an open thing from the beginning or not and then we can go into like opening the Instagram account and all that jazz yeah so I think we sort of our two best friends both knew as soon as we just said in fact I think it was my best friend who said to me you should have a baby yeah they were part of like the reassuring us it was it It was was okay okay to start now I think without their sort of support and input we probably wouldn't have felt confident enough to go for it now because I think we spent a lot of time feeling like oh well people are going to judge us for being too young and not not being ready and you know but our main criteria was to just have a house and be happy and then we'll so I mean we tick those off so it's it justified it to us and I think probably, unfortunately for them, they know the ins and outs of everything. They do. We tell them everything. They probably hate it, <laughs> but they know a lot. And yeah, then they haven't we... walked away yet. I... <laughs> <laughs> they still speak to us, so that's a win. <laughs> we take small wins. Yeah. And then we sort of told my mum and your mum, didn't we? Yeah. That we will be doing IVF at some point. We didn't we didn't want to tell them too much because we didn't want them to be like, how's it going? Are you pregnant yet? What's happening? But that was back in November we told but, them that. Yeah. And then since then it sort of expanded a little bit to sort of still only a very few number of 
immediate family members. And obviously, I mean, Jess works with chemicals, so she's had to tell uh, her boss at work and people she works with just because there's certain things she can't do. Yeah. And I don't want them thinking I'm just being lazy and being like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, there's a reason for it, I promise. Yes. Yes. And I think, especially with all the doctor's appointments and things, my, one guy that I work with got very suspicious as to why I kept saying I have to leave early to go to the doctor's. I thought he's going to think I'm just going home and going to bed. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I sort of had to tell them to sort of make it all make a bit of sense. But we, we still want it to be quite private in terms of people we know knowing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, sort of, we've been through our private friends list and I'm sorry if this offends anybody but we've been through <laughs> our private friends list and blocked anybody from our, our, our bit of our fertility Instagram basically just so that it doesn't appear as a recommended account um, so that we are fully aware of who can access the account and who who can accidentally find it as well. Because I think as well it wouldn't be nice for them to find out we're doing this really exciting thing through people you may know on Instagram yeah we want it to be something that we tell people when we're ready yes absolutely and I find it's well this is my personal experience I found it was different just telling you know like some people at work that you need to and the close family and friends that you are doing this versus saying Today, I have the appointment for egg retrieval. Today, I have a transfer. Like the transfer is the the trickiest I found in my experience because then people know, even the people that are not, that are quite clueless to fertility treatments, they'll know that in, let's say, like less than a month after the transfer, you will know if you're pregnant or not. And I didn't want that like moment by moment question like you said you know are you pregnant yet did you get the results already from just anyone even some people that were close I find it's like a lot of energy even when it's good energy being um sort of thrown at you is is sort of a bad bad expression (laughs) but um geared towards you let's say a lot of energy towards you it's still it's still a lot right so you have to know how you have to sort of learn how to gauge that a little bit and it seems like you guys are are doing that quite well yeah because I think even if obviously like everything goes really well and we do end up pregnant after the first cycle the first 12 weeks of pregnancy is still really touch and go and it's still like anything could happen and if people are so involved that they know the exact second you're pregnant if something goes wrong it's just more people to tell that something's gone wrong yeah and I think that's just that's my biggest worry is having to tell people if something went wrong yeah yeah Yeah. like I, I just want them to know good news I don't want bad news yeah I agree. Yeah, again, it's that energy draining too, right? Of telling yeah. people that it didn't work out, and um, and you want you want to keep that energy. You need you need your energy <laughs> yeah. for this stuff, definitely. Yeah. So um, yeah. So what did you what do you guys feel is the goal and the the advantage of now being on social media, sharing your journey? What is the the biggest thing surrounding that idea? Well, I would say that, I mean, making the Instagram account has been probably one of the best decisions we've made recently because we've been able to speak to, God, 
like countless countless amounts of people about their journeys and even though everyone's slightly different everyone still has the shared experience of the waiting they're not knowing the uncertainty and so you really get to sort of know a lot about what you should expect over the next couple of weeks to months uh, as well as you know getting people's support and other people sort of rooting for you and you know these people they they don't know who you are they have no need to be supportive and you know show interest but I think that's how you know it's genuine because it's not or we have to be supportive because we know you it's complete strangers but they're totally rooting for you and they're there for you to talk to yeah so I I think that that shared experience just it, it really does make such a like such a little thing turn into like a big community yes I think the other thing for us was when we were looking at all of this we could not find anything on same-sex couples going through IVF yeah I mean mainly because everything was we'd google stuff mm-hmm. and apparently google's not the place anymore yeah. <laughs> apparently you've got to go to social media so <laughs> it's it's been like the biggest source of information for us for everything that that we we have been or will be going through and I think as well it's that if we're sharing our experience then a couple in the future who are going through it and think what the hell am I getting in for if they can look at our experience and be like okay this is roughly what happens yeah then we can be that support for someone else and we can sort of pass it on and and pay it forward yeah 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 (laughs) That's great. Yeah, I was gonna ask, how do you feel? Um, do you feel the majority of the of the people on fertility journey that is following and contacting you? Are they from the queer community? Most of all? Uh, well, I actually did like a little get to know people quiz. And mm. I'd say it's about 50-50. Okay. Um, so I mean, we've had, so obviously some people from the queer community we've had gay couples we've had both women and men uh, and straight couples and then there's been some women who just want to start a family by themselves and like the independence in that is like it, it's amazing it just like makes you feel a bit independent too yeah it sort of passes on to, it rubs off on you when they're like yeah I wanted a baby so I'm having a baby yeah, yeah. I don't need no man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, that's that's lovely. Well, it's nice to know that there's such a big variety of of people out there to support each other. And I have the same um, feeling, just that you described, of the people that you both described. That it's not um, like no one is there being put in a position where they have to be polite and supportive you're just doing because like you really do mean it and sometimes it's because you're starting also and you're excited and like oh I hope it works out for you guys because you're ahead of me and sometimes it's like someone like me I've been like over seven years and I'm like I just really hope that it works for these people that are starting because it's it's really hard to be in this journey for for so long so yeah. for whatever reason and wherever situation you are whatever household whatever how your family looks like it's it's just 
just um genuine genuine love and support yeah in this community yeah and I'm so glad that I found you guys too Uh, we're we're glad as well aren't we because yeah I mean looking back at all like the other podcasts you've done there's so much information in those um that's just like you you find it all in one place it's better than having to search the internet for 10 different websites which will divert you off to another three yeah I just think it's it's so inspirational when people like yourself who have been on this journey for so long are so openly sharing your story it sort of gives you a little like I don't know almost like a little boost like Mm. you're not alone whatever happens there is people you can talk to yeah yeah that's well thank you and um it's it's what I hope to to bring yeah with a podcast that I felt like was missing from my journey before and then I found this time more of a community and it was so helpful so I'm like you know it's again it's the paying forward and and hopefully yeah and then I get I get so I'm just honored and so grateful to have these conversations you know I'm like I'm just sitting here in my living room and just like talking to people from around the world and it's it's really it's really special in that way for sure I wanted to um, ask you guys I know again that your um, journey is not super long in terms of time um the the feeling that you have to go through um fertility treatments to to have the children to build the family is um different and similar to to everyone going through it and that's why i think um these mediums social media podcasts are so important but i wanted you guys to share if you have any inspiration that that has helped you through maybe some hard times um quotes or just you know any any particular person that has helped you through well we very specifically mm-hmm. have a quote from one of our friends um Lucy who is basically our little rock and she just keeps us keeps us going forward she's like no stop don't look at the back don't look at the past don't look backwards because that that's been and gone and you've you've done that just just look forwards so Jess is going to read you just a text that she sent okay (laughs) so it was um celebrate the small wins this journey is long and at times exhausting remember that even if you aren't where you want to be you're further than you were originally and I think it's the little bits of wisdom like that that she comes out with that just makes her invaluable to us as a friend you can tell she's doing an English degree oh yeah you can tell (laughs) she's like that's an essay forming right there (laughs) that is perfect well shout out to Lucy um, I do. I'm happy that you guys have a good support system as well, because that's super, super important. Not just the the social media reach outs, but the little sort of community that we have um, that you get, end up choosing, like you guys said, right? Yeah. You end up choosing which people are you want to be around and you want to share, because these are these are yeah. the ones that will carry you through. Yeah, some of the hard times. I hope that you guys will have no hard times, and in <laughs> two weeks everything's going to be great. Hopefully, we can do a um, sort of update, right, and meet you yeah, guys great, yeah. later and see how it all went, and just keep following. Um, 
if you don't mind sharing for us to wrap up your um, social media handle and if people want to follow you or when people want to follow you, where <laughs> can they find you? Um, so our Instagram is at bump in the road 2021. Uh, and then we also have a blog, which the link is in our bio on Instagram, uh, but it's also bump in the road 2021 co.uk something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sure people can can find it and we're going to link all of that on the on the notes as well well it was such a pleasure and so fun to get to know you guys and a bit more details about your journey than what we've had um, spoken about before thank you so much for coming to the show and i hope that we keep in touch so i get yeah. to know what's yeah, no thank on. you for thank you for having us and yeah. it's been lovely speaking to you yeah we'd definitely be interested in coming back hopefully in the future with with more of our journey yeah more of our journey (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you ah such joy talking to these two i just loved it and i hope you did too I love their little quote sharing in the end too from their friend so very important advice from Lucy well done Lucy (laughs) if you pop by their Instagram page now you'll see how they have recently finished their egg retrieval cycle they donated some eggs too which I find is so kind and thoughtful I talked to Jess after and she was so happy to have had enough eggs to spare some for donation it just goes to show how kind they are those two that's it for today remember to share follow subscribe leave a five-star review if you like the chat today and print screen and tag me if you're feeling like doing a little extra for the show i appreciate all the love always and i send it right back to you all take care of yourselves and i will see you next week This podcast wouldn't be up and running if it wasn't for the help of a few very special people. You can find my special thanks to them all at myfertilityjourney.ca. And if you want to keep in touch, find me on Instagram on at myfertilityjourney.ca. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave a review to support the show and share it with anyone you think might benefit from it. Love you all and I'll see you soon.